Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with another barnstorming podcast. And it's a barnstormer today, isn't it, Richie? It really is. It really is. It's been, I've really enjoyed today's show. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's been a lot of teasing going on, in, and you, as you'll hear in the show about the uh, UK Calendar Awards. I feel like at times I enjoyed the show too much, more than I should have been at the time. Should have given you a bit more due respect, and I apologise for that. Do not put a limit on your enjoyment. And limitation of speeds and so on is another thing you're going to hear in this podcast as it's on its way for you right now. Mm. Particularly, also... Uh, as you will also hear later on, uh, very limited speeds if you were driving in Scotland this morning. And more on that later in the podcast. A lot of teases for you here. I'll be honest, it's a little bit like if you ask what the fish of the day is if you're on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful bit. I've got a brilliant bit of cod, a bit of bream in for you as well. Anyway, enough of that is the podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Good to have your company, Richie Firth, there with knitwear turned up to eight or nine on the dial. <laughs> Loving it. Can we have an agreement? that today's three-hour show goes through really, really rapidly. Yeah. Because I do already know I'm having curry tonight. Oh, you've already got that in the bag. So I know we've got a show ahead of us, yeah. but my mind's on food. I feel like I'm going to be talking to you, but you're going to be slightly distracted. Yeah, butter chicken. Is that what you're having? Oh, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. this the butter chicken you were promised recently and it didn't quite transpire? Remember, Correct. Remember, you got home and you were quite disappointed. I've been owed this for a, a, a week or so. All right, mate, well, listen, let's try and get the songs out of the way. We'll get you out of here as soon as we can. <laughs> Home time with Bush and Richie. Salute Radio. And just a throwaway comment about what Richie was having for tea tonight has caused World War Three on the text. Uh, <laughs> let's start, let's go for this address these. Kaz says, uh, Leona said, please no talking about food tonight on the show. It took you 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, Leona's obviously been playing up earlier on. Martin the Tyler says, Bush, give Richie a slap on his forehead. Butter chicken is not a curry. Just because you can order it in a curry house does not make it a curry. Uh, of course it's a curry. You're, you're, you're refuting Martin D. Tyler's comment. 100%. There. 100%. What's your evidence for this? Uh, BBC Good Food magazine and website says fancy a healthy version of your favourite Friday night chicken curry. This chicken can be, and it goes on. That's listing it as a curry. Also, uh, if you go to Wikipedia, uh, right. a very famous uh, website for establishing the rules of things. Thanks for getting us into Wikipedia. Butter chicken is a dish originating from the Indian subcontinent of chicken in a mildly spiced tomato sauce. Uh, I mean, it's not saying it's necessarily... It says it? serving temperature. <laughs> yeah, how's this bit of evidence going for it? <laughs> hey, someone's accusing you of being an amateur here, right? Uh, Steve from Cambridge says, Butter chicken, the mother care, stabiliser and armbands of the curry world. If it were a football manager, it would be Mark Hughes. <laughs> That's got to hurt, Richie. That's got to hurt. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, final bit of butter chicken correspondence. Martin is back. Uh, Final bit of butter chicken correspondence. <laughs> so mildly spiced you could feed it to a baby. Poppadoms originate from India. They're not a curry, says Martin, again. Well, I'll just come back at you with one final fact. Butter chicken originates from northern India. Chicken tikka masala is a British invention, and no-one's disputing that. There you go. It's a curry. And also, I'll say one more thing. There is another food in this studio right now that I can see in the corner of my eye that is more offensive than talking about whether butter chicken is a curry. 
Harry or not? Well, this is the thing, right? Uh, I stand before you here today uh, with almost kind of a crisis of confidence going on, a little bit of a conflict of interest, uh, because obviously I'm a uniformed officer of the British Transport Social Police, as you well know. We mm. set this up on day one of the show. And what happens is with that is that Richie and I police the public transport of the United Kingdom, uh, looking out for ill behaviour, annoying things. And I can't be moaning about stuff on British Transport Social Police and then suddenly be doing it myself. My actions speak louder than words. Uh, and I've got a bit of a thing I want to ask everyone about today. It's to do with a particular food substance that I've brought in with me. Uh, we won't get to it here. I just want to basically put this out there as like needing your advice on it. And I'll tell you about it next. <laughs> for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and riches uh, let's talk about the british transport social police as I mentioned earlier on, a uniform task force that Richie and I set up to patrol public transport, and we do crack down quite a bit on annoying eating behaviour, which seems to be the most common cause of annoyance, i.e. people who have crisps before 11 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> However, I come in today with a conflict of interest, uh, and, I, and I feel quite confused about this. I've brought in what can only be described as a contraband item for my lunch today, OK? <laughs> I had it in my bag, I pulled it out of my bag on the train, because I normally eat my lunch on the train on the way in. And I thought to myself, do you know what, as a uniform member of the British Transport Police, I don't know if I can eat this. This will be breaking our own rules. I'd have to hand in my gun yeah, and bag. you I'm talking about a scotch egg. Now... I love uh, scotch eggs. Any egg-based product is, is a no for public transport. We've, it we've is. established that already. And I looked around me at the people who were sat there just going about their day and there was people excitedly going into London for day trips and stuff, and I don't want to ruin their journey or their Wait holiday. a second, I see something about that scotch egg that, to, to my eyes, you need to confirm. Is that some kind of best-before sticker on it that's saying there's money reduced because it's gone past its sell-by date? Whenever I go into the co-op on Lee Road around the corner from where I live in Leon C, first thing I do, check the oop section. <laughs> they always put stuff out at a certain time. Yeah. I'm in there like Flynn. Uh, this one says still fresh. Uh, it's still a, it's still okay until tomorrow. It goes off at midnight tonight. Which is kind of a, goes well, off. First of all, that I mean, with my rules, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. What are you one of those weird like health I'm, and safety I'm a best big, before date? I wouldn't touch it once the second it's gone past its best before. I'm not touching it. Sell by. What are you like on sell by date? Same. So exactly the same. Yeah, if they, if they won't sell it a day after, then why should I eat it? That's madness. You're missing out on loads of great bargains, <laughs> no, I mate. Don't think, I'm, uh, what I'm missing out on is lots of bugs. Thanks this, very much. This was £1.55. This is 85p. I am winning. Either way, I feel like I can't eat it, so I thought, let's leave it. I'll put it back in my bag, got into work. And since then, I've not been able to find the right opportunity to eat a scotch egg. I asked the question, where in the modern workplace... Can I eat a scotch egg? If I pulled it out in the office, I'd get loads of stick about you it. Would. I'm not standing outside in the rain eating a scotch egg <laughs> next to all the smokers or whatever. They've got a section for them, but there's no section for me. So I put it to you again. Where in the modern workplace can anyone eat a scotch egg these days? The very fact that that is going out of date at midnight yeah. um, and you can't eat it on the train home, mm -hmm. you've got two windows. One is the next two and a half hours in this studio. OK. Or the other one is back home. See, I'll back myself into a corner here. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. So where can someone eat a scotch egg in the workplace without being judged in 2018? Some great suggestions on Twitter. Russ Hill has actually gone very route one with this and suggested the butchers. Fair so point. So it never actually makes its way out of where it's made. I'd love to work somewhere <laughs> like that. Never be judged in a million years. I brought one in for Word State and I can't find a legitimate place where I can eat it without winding loads of people up. Uh, Big M says, Bush, if we worked together and I saw you yamming down a scotch egg, I would judge you positively. You'd be a 
champion in my eyes, and if it was a gala pie, I'd probably ask you to marry me. Steve Ooh. Jones goes back the other way and suggests outside with the smoking crowd would be the right place. Look, I said this earlier on. Uh, one of the options of eating it today was to stand outside and have it. Yeah. But they've got a smoking section outside here, but nowhere for anyone who's got pungent food. And maybe as officers of the British Transport Social Police, we look into a covered, sheltered shed area for people with your your, your scotch eggs, your gala pies, <laughs> your tuna pasta bakes, that kind of thing. Anything to do with pungent foods. Probably my favourite tweet is from David here. He says, cut up into small slices and offer it around like a packet of crisps or an hors d'oeuvre. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So I was making my way to work today, my walk to the train station. I saw I saw a sticker on a van that I really, really want. Ooh. It's a sticker I hadn't seen before. You know, sometimes you see these signs on maybe the back of an HGV or on a bus or something or other, and it'll say, this vehicle is limited to 62 miles an hour. I see, I have seen those, yeah. I see those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I guess it's to sort of, you know, ease the aggression of maybe some drivers. If, oh, why is he going so slow? Ah, oh, right, it's limited. He's got a limiter. Well, this, this was was just a, a, a van, a very small van, and it said, this vehicle is limited to 70 mile an hour. Okay. And as I walked past, I thought to myself, well, that's the speed limit. Um, <laughs> well done, mate. Um, and I, I thought, this is probably the most passive-aggressive sticker I've ever seen, because I guess the message to anyone behind is, I'm limited to the speed limit. If you overtake me, you're going oh. too fast, kind of thing. Quite uh, clever. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's quite a relief, I guess, for him, isn't it? Well, it's, it would be a relief for me, and that's why I resonated. I've had my problems in the past with suffering from, shall we say, a lead foot. Right, OK. Um, I've attended... <laughs> a lead foot. I've attended a couple of speeding awareness courses, and now... Have you, you rascal? Well, I've fixed myself, because now I drive with the cruise control on. OK. As I enter a speed limit, I set the cruise control to the speed limit, I can't possibly go too fast. Wow, so you 100% stick to the speed limit like as gospel? I do, I do. Not even like a mile an hour over? No, because... no, no, I can't because I've set it to the speed limit. And, and how do people react when they're behind you? Do you find that people get quite annoyed? Because sometimes, again, I'm not advocating going over the speed limit, but sometimes if you stick to it dead on, people do get a little bit Aggers. Well, in the motorway, I'm very much left-hand lane. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like some granddad out on a Sunday afternoon. Driving Miss Daisy. But I might see, this is the thing, right? As far as I'm aware, I just drive a little VW Polo. OK. I'd love to get that limited, because then... <laughs> okay, it, sticker. It would, take, it would take all the pressure off. Yeah. I'd never worry about getting a ticket again. Do you know what? I, I agree with you, because there is a relief in that. And I, I'm, I'm, well, we go up quite a lot up north to uh, my partner Katie's family in Northumberland, and it's all kind of you know, country lanes and bends and all that kind of thing. Now, if you're a local, you know those roads like the back of your hand. And, yeah. and when I'm up there, again, driving Miss Daisy, putting along, <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang, and I've just got a line of them going into the distance, all getting really annoyed with me, I would love it, don't sound like Kevin Keegan, but I would love it if there was a sticker that said, look, because I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> for my own safety, this car has been limited to, so let's just say, 40 miles an hour. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. I walked past the car today, had a sticker on it that said it was limited to 70 mile an hour, basically limited to 
driving the speed limit. Well done. Uh, but I'm looking into, is it possible to get my little VW Polo Limited and I could never speed again? But the good thing is about this, Richie, the thing where I think this is a bit of a revelation is that uh, you're communicating with other motorists via the power of the sticker. Yeah. And you're just giving yourself a bit of a break then because people behind that guy know that he can't go any f- faster yeah. because his car's limited. What about uh, other stickers in that line? You could have one that just says tired. Give me a break, it's tired. <laughs> or kids playing up in the back, that'd be a great little sticker. Good one. It'd be right, wouldn't it? Uh, anonymous text, Bush, Richie, I have worked and do work at places which have restricted vehicles. It's mainly for insurance purposes, Ooh. but they are the most frustrating things to drive ever. Didn't think about that. If you've got a restricted vehicle, your insurance uh, price must drop massively. You just go in there and make this a deal with them. good. Cut a deal with them. The slower you get, the more <laughs> cheap your little price gets this. every month. I won't go faster than 25 miles an hour. <laughs> do us a deal. Absolutely. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Hey, I've got some big Bush news. Actually, that doesn't sound quite as good <laughs> saying it as it does in my head. I've been nominated for an award. So exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I, as you know, have never won anything in my life, in my entire career in broadcasting. I've sat alongside you as you lost out once to Jamie Cullum. It was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, Cullum. Sorry. Flipping Cullum all the time. Shouldn't have said that. It's all right, it's fine, it's cool. He does, he's got, he can play piano, what can I do? I'm going to learn an instrument and go back next time and say, <laughs> come on then, Cullum, give us a tune. Here's chopsticks for you. Um, anyway, so it's a big thing that I've been nominated for this. Nominated for an award at the UK Calendar Industry Award called the Callies. The oh, yeah. The Callies. What a great name for a calendar award. As, exactly. <laughs> and as you probably know, uh, I do these silly little pictures called Celebs at Home, which are pictures of famous people behind closed doors, what they get up to, such as Elton John trying to find the remote down the back of the couch, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, they were made into a calendar that you can get at, like, John Lewis and stuff like that as well. I can't believe they're that interested in it. But the calendar has now been nominated for an award. Seriously exciting. Seriously Very exciting. exciting. It's uh, tomorrow night at the, ironically, is this an accident, a coincidence, station? Hall. Wow. And it's the Callies, which of course is obviously the premium awards night in the stationary calendar. I bet you can't wait to go. I can't, well, I've not been, nomi- I've not been um, invited. Not been invited? I've been nominated, but not invited. I don't think that's a good sign, is no, it? No, it's not, is it? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. As with most things in my life, you know, bittersweet. But we'll see how we'll get on. So this time tomorrow night, I'll know one way or the other. You've been cullumed again. I'm going to be cullumed again. But it's unusual to be nominated for a thing like this. So yes. on our Facebook page right now, if you have been nominated for, or have won, or have nearly got there and lost an unusual award, tell us all about it. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, so the Callies tomorrow, will Bush win? I hope so. It deserves to. It's a great calendar you've done. But you've made a very good point. They've not invited me, even no. though that my picture's <laughs> in the calendar of nominated for a Cali Awards. Bittersweet as ever. Can't even go there and collect the award if I'm going to win it. Tell us about these very bespoke industry awards that you may well have been nominated for, these very niche awards. Uh, Matt once got Best Improver of Learning French at school, says he hated the subject. Oh, that's brilliant. Well done, Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ian got Weekly School Art Prize when he was 10, but it was unusual because he'd sprained his wrist and it was all done with his left hand. <laughs> uh, and Dave just says uh, that he got nominated for Bedroom Fitter of the Month. Uh, he didn't win that. Jamie Cullum did. Oh, goddamn Cullum. It's always Cullum. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. 
Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We are talking about the fact that my little calendar of uh, celebrity drawings has been nominated tomorrow night in the prestigious UK <laughs> Calendar Awards. We're after some other prestigious awards uh, that you may have been involved in. Paul Harris on Twitter, very prestigious, nominated at the University Lookalike event as a Phil Neville lookalike oh. in 1998. He came fourth. Wow. Lost out to a lad from Wrexham who won as John Travolta. Bet he looked a million dollars, that guy. Charlie is on the line right now, nominated, and I believe, Charlie, you were a winner of an incredible award. Tell us about it. Hi, Richie. How you doing? Um, yeah, um, I'm uh, the management company in the UK. And we won a, a, a station award for fountain pen design. So oh. I, was, I was actually, gosh, I was actually lucky enough to go to uh, the station as well. Wow, so let's just recap, because the line crumbled in now a bit there. You uh, designed a fountain pen that you were you were won an award for at Stationers Hall, where this stationary awards is tomorrow night. Is that right, Charlie? Yeah, and no, I was there I was there a couple of months ago. It was my business. Um, I actually designed the fountain pen. Yeah, so we got we got a warrant from the, from the Stationers station Hall. So we had, a, we had a fantastic lunch, and no, it was a pretty cool Oh, I don't, don't rub it in, because I'm obviously not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Charlie, mate. Tell us what you had, Scotch egg or whatever. Just, just I, a quick I, I, thing, I, I, right? I had a whole platter of Scotch egg. Right, OK, mate, listen. You'll be off in a second. You'll be barred. Was Jamie Cullum the entertainment? Oh, Cullum. Yeah, he was, he was, he had, he had, it was one night only with Jamie Cullum and Scotch egg. He's gone. Charlie's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Off. Charlie's oh, off. Oh, dear. Get a song on. Charlie's gone. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. I have to be honest, I'll hold my hands up. I feel a little bit bad that we haven't actually given due respect to the fact you are nominated for these awards. I feel we've had a little bit of fun Sorry, at your expense. Don't mention the C word again. <laughs> I won't mention Jamie. Um, um, who are you up against in reality in this then? The I'm, actual calendars. My calendar of my little pictures is in the best music talent and sports calendar category. Quite a wide brief. There's loads of different ones. It's like best corporate calendar, best scientific calendar, but my one's in best uh, music talent and sport. I'm uh-huh. up against Bob Marley, calendar <laughs> of Bob Marley. Uh, He's dead. But there's a theme with that. David Bowie, collector's edition. <laughs> These are all stock images. Uh, cycling, calendar of just people on bikes. <laughs> and then this is the one, again, this is going to be my column in this category. Kylie Minogue. Oh, wow. Calendar of Kylie Minogue. Well, look, you're, you're amongst greats. Thanks very much. I've got the same set of shorts as her. Let's find out how we get on tomorrow. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Can I just offer at this stage some encouragement uh, and words of support to a hearty band of fundraisers right now? Okay. Uh, on the train in over the last fortnight or so, I've spotted this bloke that I see regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I saw him, I, I looked at him and thought, <laughs> funny little moustache. Yeah. Uh, saw him a few days later and thought, ah, a bloke again with the rubbish moustache and I saw him again today and I thought it's him again with the dash and then I thought to myself it's Movember oh yeah it is isn't it and we've got about three days to go so if you are doing Movember hats off to you I think it's a great idea fantastic to raise the money for charity keep going because I guess I've never done it myself but I guess the thing about it is when you start off at the beginning of the month you don't really know what your face is going to look like at the end do you well I always wonder what is the most difficult bit of cultivating a successful 
successful Tash? Is it the bit at the beginning where you've got the bum fluff thing going on? Or is it like now, right at the end, where it's dead chunky like a, a police chief from a 1970s cop movie? This bloke on the tube hasn't even got chunky after 27 days. That's really what I felt sorry for that him. Would be, that would be the worst bit for me, the crossing realisation two weeks in that that's as big as your moustache <laughs> is going to get. Exactly, yeah. Well, look, we'd love to do, like, we've got Nick, our assistant producer, standing by over there with his, his, his millennial tech skills. Uh, and if you tweet us in a little photo, a mugshot of you at this 11th hour stage yeah. of, of Movember, and we'll try and put a little like little collage That'll together. That'll be good. That'll be good. A, a collage of moustaches. And we promise not to judge. We won't judge in a million years. <laughs> at Absolute Radio, get involved now. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie hey we're getting some people like tweeting in their foes richie. yeah have you seen the fellow i can't remember his name no, not in front of me but the one who he's got the tash going it's almost ran, ran onto his cheeks it's, some it's incredible very impressive mustache work going daniel on. otten daniel otten beautiful he looks like um is it dr watson who's sherlock holmes's uh Yes. Mate. Yes. He looks like that. Basically, we're saying, look, if you're getting down to the final few days of Movember and your moustache like these two fellas who've tweeted in is virtually out of control, (laughs) uh, tweet us at Absolute Radio. We're trying to put together like a little collage, which we'll be tweeting out later on the show. Uh, On the way next, in the next hour of the show, something quite big for you guys. Um, They always say never return to a lit firework. Yeah. That's exactly what we're going to do. It really is. We launched a little campaign, something to do with a certain uh, sequence of movies that have been shown on ITV every Saturday on the way up to Christmas and it has nearly caused World War 3. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If your boss has just walked in, this is perfect backing music. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we launched a tongue-in-cheek campaign on this radio show uh, to convince ITV not to bother showing the Star Wars prequels because they're doing this thing where they're showing a Star Wars movie every Saturday up until yep. Christmas, which is a great idea. It is. And there's been a you know, there's how many Star Wars movies is there in total now? One, two, three, four, five, six, and then there's been the two new ones. So is that eight? You're not Something really like including then the spin-offs of Rogue One and the the solo story. No, they got it kind of mapped out over yeah. the next few weeks. But not a big fan, really. Jar Jar Binks and all that lot. Of the, yeah. You know that the films that uh, George Lucas made uh, afterwards. So yeah. These prequels, they weren't really very good. And I, I, we just uh, were kind of campaigning and petitioning ITV in a jokey way to just say, look, just start from number four, the original Star Wars, and we'll go from there. We're fine. We even offered a solution for the three-week gap they would have got. We well, said just we show did. the Back to the Future trilogy. Perfect scenario, solution, all sorted out. Uh, and we put this on Twitter as we do with this show, and it's kind of gone off in the Star Wars fan forums, it's, hasn't it? It's really strange because this was about a fortnight ago yeah. that this campaign was started. Kind of forgotten so about it, really. It's all gone quiet, and then suddenly a Star, a Star Wars fan must have noticed this, Yeah. and kaboom. Now, if you watch The Simpsons, the guy that works in the comic shop, that's the kind of person <laughs> that we're dealing with. Just be careful here. Be careful. Just be careful here. Like, most Star Wars fans, fine, absolutely fine, but we're talking about the diehards, the people who are on the forums. Okay, I don't want to start this all over no, again. No, no, I'm just worried. We've now. had some amazing comments. Uh, my name and Richie's name in mud on the Star Wars <laughs> fan forums. Uh, we have a montage of some of the finest comments that have come out of this particular <laughs> counter campaign from the Star Wars hardliners. You're going to love it. It's on the way. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Are you ready for this, Richie? I can't wait. 
so here it is then, the bit you've all been waiting for, I've been looking forward to hearing this, a montage of some of the most annoyed Star Wars fans about our campaign uh, to try and convince ITV not to show the prequels as they show a Star Wars movie every weekend up until Christmas. Have a listen to this. Finfet Captures said... The prequels and the TV show produced from the Star Wars prequels made my childhood years, so let people enjoy them. No-one cares about your <laughs> takes on 15-plus-year-old films. Thumbs down, angry face. Toby <laughs> One Kenobi says... You'll regret putting the words terrible and prequels in one sentence. Don't mess with Star Wars fans. Tyrell Archer exclaimed... Doesn't look like you're getting a lot of support here. After the Disney movies, more and more people are recognising the prequels as brilliant, complex, emotional narratives! Derek Lee mused... Without the prequels, there would be no Clone Wars and great video games, stupid prequel haters. AfroStorm318 couldn't believe it. Excuse me, no. I will take the prequels over any of the recent sequel movies, including The Phantom Menace. The prequel trilogy is just as lovable and valid as any of the other five. I will always support it showing. Luke Mass 343434 vented. I would never call a Star Wars movie terrible. You can't call yourself a Star Wars fan then if you think they're awful. I genuinely like them. I grew up during the prequel era and f your station. And Evan Shawfees <laughs> raged. You should be ashamed. You're only furthering the divide and hatred between Star Wars fans by doing stuff like this. How about people say no to absolute radio instead? After all, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Wow, what about that? Needless to say, our invitation to Comic-Con has been <laughs> rescinded. rescinded. Uh, so, look, we only meant it as a bit of a joke. We're only mucking about. Just any general, you know. Sorry, guys. I do fancy going for a pint with Toby Wan Kenobi, though. <laughs> <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Clap along to Mumford and Sons. Oh, absolutely ready on a Tuesday night. It's the interactive hometime show with myself and Richie Fair. As you clapped, I could see the injured knuckles that you uh, gave us this tale of woe. Look at it. About the, uh, the wheelbarrow last night. I've got uh, every single one of the knuckles on my left hand, Grace. It looks like I've sparked someone out in a pub fight, but in fact... I, start, I still can't rule that out. I just grazed them, <laughs> wheelbarrowing chopped logs into our back garden to uh, put up a wood store for our wood-burning stove. Most middle-class injury in the world. The excitement uh, and intrigue in the fact that you had... And the jealousy, to be quite frank, that you uh, had a wheelbarrow. That was the first thing you said to me, though. Yeah, the first I thing you said... I cared more about that than yeah. I did the injury. I was explaining why I was so injured, and you said, oh, have you got a wheelbarrow? Yeah. I was like, that's not really the point. I'd love a wheelbarrow. No. I had to borrow my father-in-law's wheelbarrow. Who wouldn't want a wheelbarrow? You would make you feel like you've become a proper adult. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I've, I've never... Have you ever owned a wheelbarrow? I've never owned a wheelbarrow. And my father-in-law's wheelbarrow is brilliant, and it's got this little lip out the front of it where you can jam that in the grand tip. So when I was going around the corner yeah. uh, to tip the wood off, I was just dipping the front of it. Oh, it was tipped the action. It was amazing. What a life. But we got very excited about this whole wheelbarrow thing. In fact, we've been texting about the idea of a wheelbarrow, <laughs> and we thought... 
what about this, right? We've got a, a tiny amount of show budget left, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. Yeah, we've got, uh, what is it, like three, four weeks left of the of the working uh, the working year. Yeah, and if we don't spend it, it goes. We keep getting told, if you don't spend this, that's it, it's gone. It's you probably gone. won't get it back next year. So, look, we're willing to put a, a, you know, a bit of our collateral and cash behind it, but we just wanted to see whether the market's out there. Hear us out on this. We were thinking, what if, listeners, what if we bought a wheelbarrow that becomes the show's wheelbarrow. We would brand it up. It would have. It would probably be purple. We'd have some, some some jazzy Absolute Radio logos on the side. It might say Home Time on the front or something or other. Something like that. It might have reflectors on it. I mean, we can sort out the finer details closer to the time. But imagine this: if you could get in touch with the show and maybe book it. Book Richie and I to come down. You might have something that needs heavy lifting. And I don't want you to think outdoors here, just outdoors. It might mean within your office. Yep. Janet from Accounts needs all of our stuff taken down to the first floor. Some files being be moved around the floor, yeah. Simple as that. All you need to do is just book the wheelbarrow. So if you're in with the idea about a show wheelbarrow, you have four minutes and 27 seconds of this Nirvana song to get back in touch. And based on your feedback, uh, we'll make a decision as to whether it's a yay or nay in terms of releasing the funds. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. We were encouraging you, if you were doing Movember, to get in touch with us. Oh, yeah. uh, show us your last-minute mows. Uh, there is a fantastic gallery that has just gone up online right now. Uh, check it out on our Twitter at Absolute Radio. You should see the state of them. They look like a gang that's been cornered in the Wild West by <laughs> the law. Uh, meanwhile, as well, we've just been floating this idea, just uh, more of a consultation period, really, about uh, if we bought a, a wheelbarrow for the show, would you be up for it? Positive early signs, Richie. Positive early signs. Go big or go home. Get two and race them, says Barry. What a great idea. Brilliant idea. Uh, definitely would ask you to deliver all my amazing midwives Christmas lunch for those working Christmas Day from Terry. Uh, Jim in Rington, North Somerset, says, Andy and Richie, can I book you a wheelbarrow? So we've got a booking already. Glastonbury 2019, my daughter needs wheelbarrowing during the whole festival. Uh, forget Janet's <laughs> files, fill with water and ice and keep the beers chilled, says Ollie. Brilliant. It's like that party uh, <laughs> table that we had on. You have a party barrow. Party barrow. And uh, Langford, Neil, says, uh, we've got two tonnes of sand and cement that needs moving next week or so. We've got bookings already. This could be a thing, a great thing. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you were on the roads of Scotland this morning, particularly Glasgow, uh, you may well have been suffering horrendous horrendous traffic delays uh, but the cause this time round really just reinforces the reputation a certain animal or shall I say a certain bird has. Oh. The swan is one of I would say one of the most feared animals. I know it's not an animal it's a bird isn't it? Um, it's all part of the same thing. But they've got a fantastic PR agent I would say Um no one goes near a swan, do they? Because you've got this thing that's gone down through the ages that they can break limbs. They'll break with your their arm. wings. Exactly, there you go. Break, stay away from them, they'll break your arm. <laughs> so a swan landed on the M8 this morning. Okay. Um, and it decided it was just going to sit there. They're quite hoity toity as well, aren't they? They are it indeed. Adds to the mystique of it as well, doesn't it? Just before eight o'clock, swan lands on the M8. Not going to move. Police car is dispatched to park up behind the swan to therefore stop other cars hitting the swan because wow. the swan ain't going to move. The policemen, the police officers of Glasgow 
Hard people, I would imagine. Even they don't want to go and touch the swan because they don't want to get broken arms. Bearing in mind what they've probably had to deal with coming out of some of the nightclubs in Glasgow. I've been out there, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? So it shows how tough swans are or they've got this perception of toughness. So they had to just sit there and wait for the swan to decide, all right, I'm ready to move off from this motorway right now. And eventually it did. By the time the swan was moved to the slip road, traffic had backed up ten junctions. Amazing. Just because a swan had landed on the M8. It's weird, isn't it? There's certain animals they wait to stop running around the carriageway, yep. and then the other animals just say, bah, go for it, see what happens. Here's your other little fact that you won't know about this, and this mm. is the kind of thing that you will share with your mates down the pub, all right? Yeah, go on. The reason that swans land on motorways so much, because this does happen, you often hear of, of a swan landed on a road. Emergency landed. It's, it's exactly that. Is it? They've got poor eyesight. And a lot of times, and it would have been foggy this morning, they mistake motorways <laughs> for, for rivers. Because right. they see moving stuff. Okay. And they think, oh, that's the river flowing. I'm going to land down there. Is that technically true? I'm worried that that's <laughs> no, not I technically true. You. I absolutely promise you. Just I'm... so we watch, just so we know we're right on this, you think swans uh, frequently accidentally land on motorways because they mistake <laughs> them for rivers where they normally land. Correct. I'm not sure I'm having that. Check it out. Come back to me in 24 hours. Then you can apologise. <laughs> absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. That's it, another show in the bag. Home time on Absolute Radio Tuesday night with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. I'm just hearing in my ear, uh, just breaking news, early signs of what our podcast is going to be called tonight, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, the same news that I'm hearing, the one about Jamie Cullum. Why does it have to be called the one about Jamie Cullum? <laughs> Look, I lost out to him in the bigger radio awards <laughs> earlier on in the year. Let's not be reminded, immortalised forever hey, on our podcast the list. The middle hour of the show was, 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 was all that awards glory. It was, yeah. it was. We'll see you tomorrow the home time podcast with bush and richie if you're listening it's probably not home time anymore but we can't be bothered to think of a new name absolute radio that's it this time tomorrow we'll find out one way or the other whether my life has been changed by being crowned the prince of calendars how do you think it would be changed I'll have to have some form of letters after my name. Do you get letters after your Ch- name? Change your Twitter bio, definitely. Uh, award-winning calendar designer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, just let me win something. Just want to win anything. I don't think I've ever won anything. I've never won anything like prize, mm. cash prize. Um, I've, I played the lotto, uh, lottery and all that stuff. You've never week. even won like a fiver? Never even won a fiver on the lottery. Wow. Unbelievable. And I'm an Everton fan. Are so, you the world's most unlucky man? I could be. I genuinely could be, but that could all change tomorrow at the UK Calendar Awards. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.